You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. (laughs) This show tonight, you guys, is very close to my heart, as they all are, Uh, but the timing of this episode right now is beyond important. Um, Just after Christmas, after the Christmas holidays, I noticed something happening. Kids, uh, students started hitting a big wall. And other parents and teachers started sharing with me that they were seeing the same thing. Um, you know, focus, planning, paying attention, managing time, coming up with solutions, setting goals. For so many kids, all of these things started suffering in a huge, really concerning way. It's like kids were hitting some kind of fatigue wall. And in speaking with a good friend about her son, And then a few days later with the dad of one of my son's friends, as he was sharing what was going on with his son, I had a big light bulb moment. Both of these particular teens have ADHD, so their symptoms of wall hitting were even more amplified. And I referred both of the parents to a previous On the Right Road guest, Cindy Goldrich, because she's an expert on ADHD. And I remember the things she shared when she was a guest here on the show. And I just knew she would be a blessing to them and their kids. And then I started thinking about the executive function component of ADHD and how the executive function of our brain is what governs all the things I just mentioned a minute ago, focus and planning and problem solving and paying attention and on and on. And in connecting those dots, I started really hypothesizing that with almost an entire year of distance online learning at that point, at Christmas time, with kids not being in school, with their friends being isolated without social interaction, that's something for tons of kids Uh, You know, not just those with ADHD was really going on. And my hypothesis was that kids' executive function in their brains was being affected. And that's why kids in general were hitting this overall learning and functioning fatigue wall. So I started researching and article after article that I found related to, again, my hypothesis about executive function in the brain and kids hitting this wall Uh, And it really confirmed what I was thinking, that the trauma related to ongoing isolation and online learning was causing an executive function uh, glitch in kids. Executive function challenges are things that kids with ADHD tend to experience on a regular basis. And this new pandemic-related executive function, that what I'm calling glitch, was seemingly being amplified for kids with ADHD, and it all made sense. And this is now a huge issue with our kids in general, because even though, you know, now many schools are opening back up for hybrid and other back-to-the-classroom models for learning, which is wonderful, but the trauma of the last year is probably going to persist. I don't think it's something kids can just get over with a snap of our fingers, I've seen and felt deeply in my heart the situation so, so, so many of our kids are experiencing. So 
Tonight, I'm just so thankful to have this opportunity to share together with all of you about helping our kids break through this mental, emotional fatigue and learning wall that has really built up brick by brick over a very long pandemic year. And I think what we share here is going to relate and be a blessing of information well beyond this time of pandemic. And I also think that in many cases, it also relates to us as adults as well as to our kids. So let's learn together how to break through this executive function fatigue wall and also help our kids break through the wall too. So welcome to Each and every one of you tuning in, as always, I am just so glad you're here with me. I feel like this time together this evening is going to be so, so special and meaningful for all of us in so many ways. And to start, like I always like to do, of course, I have tons of wonderful On the Right Road giveaways to share with you tonight on Facebook and As I've been doing, I'll have a big bonus giveaway if you listen all the way right up to the end of the show. Plus, I'm sneaking in bonus Amazon gift card drawings wherever I can during the show, too. And you guys note that I'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check for that huge recipient announcement post. There will be over 100 recipients, and we'll be mailing all the gifts from tonight's show out to the recipients at their home addresses around month's end. So they should arrive around mid-May. Marcy and Linda, Right Road team members, will both be gone for a week at the end of April dealing with family needs. So I'm saying mid-May just to be safe. Um, We do have to stay in home gift mailing mode this whole school year due due to the pandemic, but you don't need to send us your home address now. Just make sure to check the recipient announcement post on Tuesday on our Right Road Kids Facebook page so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient this week, okay? So here's tonight's first special gift opportunity for you. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And first, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code words. There are two of them. The code words tonight are breakthrough. So if you're not familiar with On the Right Road, if you're new, here's the scoop. Here's how we do our giveaways tonight. Each one, as I share them, is going to pop up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. This one isn't up yet because I haven't shared all about it. But you just want to refresh your page um, after I explain each one. Don't just wait for it to come up in your timeline. you got to actually go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page, refresh the page, and then each giveaway will share all the easy entry details plus... As part of your entry, you also want to type tonight's code words, breakthrough, anywhere in your entry comment. That lets us know that you're officially listening live and it officially enters you, okay? So for this first giveaway this evening, I have 16 awesome motivational sticker packages. Each gift pack is different. Some are sticker sheet packs, some are sticker rolls, but each gift pack has tons of positive message stickers to help brighten your students' days. I've found, you guys, that something as simple as giving a child a positive, heartfelt message that they can see and reference each day can be that touchstone that makes a lasting difference. I've had kids 10, 15 years later find me on Facebook or or drop me an email to let me know that they still have that You Are Special sticker on their, or I Believe in You sticker on their journal that I gave them years ago. The little things given from the heart really matter and can make all the difference. And guess what? I'm also sneaking a $50 Amazon gift card drawing into this giveaway, too. So there will be a total 
of 17 recipients from this giveaway, and each will receive one of the several kinds of positive message positive message sticker gift packs shown in the giveaway picture or the Amazon gift card. So to enter, you guys, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Actually, it's going to pop up at 11 after the hour. So at 11 after the hour, just refresh our Right Road Kids page. It'll pop up right there for you. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to also type tonight's code words breakthrough as part of your entry comment too. This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 17 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her beautiful A Joyful Life book for helping to make this special giveaway possible. And as I think you all know, This is just the first of the fantastic giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, April 11th, 2021. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. So now, you guys, it's one of my favorite moments in the show when I get to introduce you all to my amazing guest. Tonight, I have the wonderful pleasure and honor of welcoming Cindy Goldrich back to On the Right Road. As I shared at the top of the show, Cindy was my guest a couple of years ago when we did a special show focusing on ADHD. Well, a significant part of ADHD is related to the executive function in the brain. And as I shared again at the top of the show, executive function in our lives and in our kids' lives has been affected tremendously during the pandemic. So when I began thinking about tonight's episode, about breaking through the fatigue and anxiety and just overall wall that so many kids and adults have literally hit lately, the remarkable Cindy Goldrich was the first person I thought of to help us work through this all. And Cindy graciously accepted my invitation to be here on the show again. Cindy is a mental health professional, a certified ADHD coach, a teacher trainer, And she's the founder of PTS Coaching, and she's a leading authority and nationally recognized expert on parenting and teaching children with ADHD, executive function, anxiety, and learning disabilities. She coaches parents, provides professional development for school districts, and trains other professionals how to become ADHD, executive function, and learning disability coaches. Cindy is also the author of Eight Keys to Parenting Children with ADHD, which is an amazing, concise, easy-to-read crash course for parents and teachers who work with ADHD kids based on her Calm Connected Coaching model. And that's the book that we focused on as part of our ADHD Focus show. Plus, Cindy is also the co-author of ADHD Executive Function and Behavioral Challenges in the Classroom, which is an absolutely invaluable resource for all classroom teachers and educators. It's filled with real, practical, and powerful insights, tools, and activities related to executive function in the brain and executive function related to a pandemic, online learning, and this wall that so many kids and adults have hit over the last few months especially is what we're going to focus on this evening. Uh, and Cindy is just the perfect person to help us navigate through it all. And I, like I said, I'm just thrilled to welcome back Cindy Goldrich to On the Right Road. Welcome back, Cindy. Oh, thank you so much, Paula. It really, I, you know, you said it's an honor. It is an honor to be back on your show. I think you do an amazing job. 
Oh, I, I just, I feel like we're friends for life. I, I feel like tonight is going to mm, be so yeah. important for our nation's kids, educators, parents, for everybody, really. So let's start here, Cindy, in layman's terms. What is the executive function part of our brain, and why is it so important? That's a great place to start. Well, yes. first of all, everybody has executive function. Um, I know that we've been talking about executive function probably the last 12 years or so, um, so it seems like something a little different, a little new, but what executive function is is a set of mental skills or processes that really let us use our intelligence and our problem-solving abilities to work toward achieving our goals. So it's located in the prefrontal cortex of the brain. So I know you can't see me, but if everyone just holds up their hand and makes a fist where the thumb is, think of that as the front part of the brain, right, where your forehead is. Right. And then down near your wrist, that's the back part of the brain, right? The okay. brain develops from the back of the brain to the front so the executive function system is the last part of the brain to develop. And one other thing I'll just tell you is, yeah, it's, it's very interesting because it helps us understand that the brain is not fully developed until 25 to 30 years old. So the executive, the executive function system is developing throughout childhood and early adulthood as well. Very important well, to remember. Well, and I understand from from reading all of your amazing materials that the executive function is really like the CEO of the brain. It's the conductor of the orchestra, Uh, right? I mean, those are two great ways to look at it. So let's, in diving into all this, Cindy, let's start by looking at what, you know, what has happened so profoundly to so many kids over the last year and in even more a heightened way over the last few months, um, from your professional viewpoint of really understanding this all, would you define in your knowledgeable, clear way what has been happening in the realm of the brain's executive function in that so many kids and, and adults too have literally been hitting a wall of learning and overall functioning during this pandemic? What's going on? Yep. Oh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yes. Well, remember I told you um, to make a fist, and I said that the lower part, that's where the, the amygdala is, the emotion. Yes. What happens is the stress response. When stress comes in, it raises the hormone cortisol in the brain, and the CEO of the brain, as you, as you mentioned, the, the executive function system almost shuts down. We're not able to access it. So whereas before you might have been able to, you know, get yourself organized and remember what you needed to, people are finding, I can't remember anything. I can't do anything. I'm, I'm so, because of the stress that's happening. Wow. It, it's really impacting. It's really shutting everything down. So here's something, and you mentioned it just a minute ago. Here's something that I found so fascinating in researching all about all of this. It, it's that... The prefrontal cortex is thinner and matures more slowly, and that maturity Correct. delay can be three to six years slower in kids with ADHD. Okay, so, oh my gosh, that totally makes sense with kids who mm-hmm. lack control, right? Okay, so now what physically, is that stress that you're talking about, is that actually blocking the prefrontal cortex during this time of stress? What physically is happening? Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, absolutely, I do, I do. Um, What's happening is 
that the blood literally, it's like we're stuck. It's like, you know how sometimes you just feel like you can't breathe and, or you're under so much pressure and you just can't remember a phone number or any of those things. So what's happening is it's literally shutting down that hormone cortisol, which is why we have to start doing more things like learning breathing techniques, learning, you know, mindfulness, even stretching. Just if everyone just sitting out there in the audience right now, just puts their arms all the way straight up. The natural thing that's going to happen usually is you take a deep breath in. By taking that deep breath in, you're calming your brain down so that that blood can start flowing to the front. Oh my gosh, this is just, this is what's been happening. It it seems like the concept here is so simple, but I don't think that as an educational system in our country, we've been addressing this. And I think that's why, and nobody's known what to do. And yet that's why I think mm-hmm. defining this and, and talking about this tonight is so crucial. So now I really want to take time to clarify that there's a definite difference between executive function and intelligence. I mean, this is key because I think many parents and teachers have been frustrated because bright, intelligent kids are experiencing change in terms of their desire and ability to focus and succeed. And and when and when what's mm-hmm. happening is understood, I think this can all totally help. You know, if a child's grades have taken a dive, for example, it can be hugely important to realize that it's not intelligence that's waning. A person can have a high IQ, but when executive function is affected, achievement can be affected in a really big way. Right, Cindy? So it's not, you know, telling kids, well, you're getting dumber, right? Right, right. And and you're, you're exactly right. What's happening is we have to recognize that executive function has nothing to do with intelligence, right? right. You could actually have... I always say, you know, think of a nutty professor, right, who's, who's, his desk is just scattered with papers and everything, but he can answer your questions and knows exactly what's going on. So right. we can't look at how someone is functioning and assume there's a relationship with their intelligence. But here's the other thing. It's, it's sort of like the really tall kid in kindergarten, right? We expect him to be so much more mature, oh. but he's no more mature than the, than the really little kid. We have to realize that there's, there's differences there. So what's happening is you're seeing kids breaking down. You're seeing them not being able to do things. One of the things I've been telling parents, because I deal with so many parents, is, you know, before you get upset or allow your child to get upset with some of these lower grades, check out with the teacher what's going on for everybody. In other words, right. maybe the whole class is doing more poorly. We, we yes. need to help them understand and normalize this. Yes. It's been oh my really gosh. hard. <laughs> well, it's been and really hard. It has. It, it's just been a devastating thing for the whole educational system, I think. Teachers, you know, teachers are hitting the wall, too, because they're so stressed. So their prefrontal cortex is, and executive mm-hmm. function is going wonky as well. So just for a minute, before we dive more into all of this, Cindy, I want to turn the tables just for a second. I've been reading and hearing directly from teachers and parents, that some kids, a, a relatively small percentage, yet somehow I, I feel this is, is significant, that some kids are actually thriving with remote learning. Uh, I, I read an article in Edutopia recently, and it stated it quite well, and I'm going to quote here for a second. It said, increasingly, teachers in our Edutopia audience are reporting that a handful of their students, shy kids, 
hyperactive kids, highly creative kids are doing better with remote learning than they were doing in the physical classroom. The article goes on to Mm -hmm. say, that's not to say it's the norm. Many students, and like we're talking about tonight, Cindy, most students have struggled to adapt to remote learning. But the unplanned break from the physical classroom may bring to light hidden reasons why some kids struggle, why others succeed. So not wanting to at all gloss over the fact that this completely different year in education has brought to light some positives, um, why, Cindy, in your years of expertise, do you feel a, a small percentage of kids thrived and are thriving with online learning, whereas on the other hand, for you know the majority, a concerning number of kids, as we've been talking about, this executive function wall has been hit. Why such a difference and wide spectrum of how it's affecting kids' executive function? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Some kids are thriving. I mean, I deal with so many parents of, of different kids, and parents were taken aback, like, you know, my kid doesn't want to go to school. I've been dealing with a lot of parents about that issue. My kid would rather stay home. So we had to think about why. Well, yes. a few reasons. First of all, kids get to individualize how they learn. They are able to, because I did so many workshops, especially in the first months of, of COVID, on supporting both teachers and parents on the home learning. And one of the things I've been suggesting, and for some it's been the lifeline, is figure out your best way. You can actually pretend that your desk is your office. How right. do you want to create it? Do you want pictures there? Do you want a swivel chair? Do you want to sit on the floor with a lap desk? You know, you, you want to have snacks with you? You can eat whenever you're hungry. You can drink as you're hungry. You know, if you need to get up, move around. All of these things. So that's been one piece, just really personalizing. And, and we could talk about this a little later on, but I think we have, have to help kids figure out what were they doing at home that helped them be successful because every kid's benefited in some way, even if it hasn't been outweighed by the negatives, but also that, that social piece. Right. Some kids are so happy not to worry about what are they wearing, what, you know, who are they going to sit next to and all that thing, all that stuff. And it comes back to what we started the show with, that stress impact on executive function. When they're yes. less stressed, they're able to think and learn and process more efficiently. So some kids are actually less stressed in this at-home online environment. That's right. This, oh my gosh, see, that that's makes right. sense. So I think that's a yeah. big takeaway from this year. Um, again, look, you know, you always want to see that glass half full, what are the positives, that some kids might need a different approach. And that having learned that is a wonderful thing. So now it seems to me that it's crucial that parents and educators really understand this whole issue we're talking about now, but also moving into the end of this whole school year and in preparing for next school year to come and, and maybe years after that because this whole executive function challenge is going to take time to re-regulate in general for students, correct? It's not just going to all change overnight once kids are back in the classroom. Is that right, Cindy? I agree with you. And I think, you know, listen, in different parts of the country, there's, you know, a few weeks left to, you know, a month and a half left of school. I think it's going to be really important to pay attention to that time and plan because, look, these kids are going to have post-traumatic stress and so right. are the teachers, let's face it. Yes. I mean, some people, I don't know about you, Paula, but when I see a crowd even on a TV show or something, I get stressed. 
you know, just seeing like everyone standing together and everything. And it, it's right. It's they're, if they're not wearing masks, uh, whatever, whatever the trigger is. Right. For, yes. I understand what you're saying. Right. Right. So I think it's going to be important to help these kids talk about what worked for them. What didn't work for them? What do they really miss? All of those things so that we're preparing now. In fact, I could even go into more detail. You know, there are journals they should keep and, you know, just notes they should be keeping so that they really can think about how am I transitioning? Because honestly, if we don't pay enough attention to this, it's just like sending a kid from, you know, elementary school to middle school or middle school to high school and not giving them that transitional lesson. Right. Well, so this, everything we're talking about tonight, teachers, parents, educators, this whole idea of executive function, those should be two key words that are addressed in every school and every district now and moving forward because it's part of the answer to helping kids and helping all of us, helping educators, helping parents understand, helping everybody get through this, climb over the wall, break through the wall, go around the wall, whatever we need to do instead of getting stuck in front of the wall. I, I just, well, I can't say enough how important yeah. this is, right? I will tell you, I mean, you're speaking, <laughs> you're speaking to my passion <laughs> because I, you know I've been doing teacher training for years and years and years and a three-hour training, I mean, a full day is better, but to help just everybody really understand each of the ex- individual executive functions, the impact of, you know, processing speed and working memory and organization, all of these different things, the more everybody understands, the more parents understand this. Yes. You know, it, it's just, it will, it sheds such light and and you know, the aha moments, because it's, you know, people always ask me, like, what are the best five tips for, I don't know, any any particular thing? And I say, you know what, it's not about those tips, because I need you to be able to dance in the moment. I need yes. you to be able to shift so that if you really understand at the core what executive functions are, what impacts learning, motivation, behavior, what, exec- what ADHD is, then you're able to take any of the tools and, and adjust them. Yes. Well, and and I really want to look at solutions in the in the next segment of the show, and I, I really as a related lead-in, I think here's something, Cindy. I think that length of class time can be part of this whole issue. Uh, you know, in high schools, for example, during the pandemic, there have been so many different class time length approaches. I think my son's mm-hmm. high school actually did very well by breaking down the semesters into quarters. So the kids have three classes each quarter. It's allowed for focus study of three subject in each quarter that has felt like a good solution-minded time balance per class period and subject. But another, just as an example, another nearby district broke the year down into six-week blocks where kids had two classes each six weeks and attended one class via Zoom for two and a half hours each day. And I don't want to disparage any school or district because I know that everyone has just been trying to do their best to figure this all out over the past year. But it seems to me that something like one class for two and a half hours each day online is going to play a part in kids hitting a learning wall. I think that much more than an hour online for a subject in any given day, of course, depending on so many variables, but in general, is rough. Uh, My son and I were just talking Mm -hmm. about this the other day. So kind of to summarize this rather lengthy lead into this question, how does or can time allotment for learning a particular subject play a role in healthy executive functioning? 
You are you are definitely speaking about something that's important. Um, and I have, I've seen this even at the younger levels, you know, in terms of how long they're doing the classes. And right. yes, look, everyone's had to have logistical reasons why they're doing what they're doing. And right. nobody's looking to criticize. No, it's, no, we're, no. All, we're all in uncharted territory. So people are trying things. But here's what I noticed. First of all, it's always going to depend on the individual child. For some right. kids, yeah, if it, if, you know, it has to do some of it with their passion. If a kid is really into math, Right, and they're like, "Wow, this is this is it. I'm 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 all in. I could sit and do this for hours." <laughs> but then, if it was English, the teachers lost them after 15 minutes. So there is not a one size fits all. That's that's the first thing. But I would agree with you. If if I was going to plan, I would not plan such a long block because in let well, here's one thing we know that the the stress response right. Right. And, and our, our brain, after 10 minutes of learning the same thing in the same way, it, it, gets, it, it gets sleepy. We need to change things up. So at least, let's say we are, for logistical reasons, going to do a two-and-a-half-hour class. Some of it should be standing, some sitting, some, you know, the kids talking more, some the teacher talking more, have hands-on things. In other words, you've got to change these things. I always talk about the importance of breaks. Right? And yes. people think, oh, I can't give the kids breaks because I'll never get them back. You don't have to tell the kids you're on a break. You right. change the learning activity. You change the modality. And oh my that's gosh. a break. This is a light bulb it's, moment. It's all a break. So whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I absolutely. think this is, this is so encouraging for teachers because I think in so many cases they're feeling put upon. Like this is the structure that you're going to do for this year or for this semester or whatever. But I think if you look at it like what you just shared, Cindy, it puts it all in a new light where the teacher has control again of the situation. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I think mm-hmm. that's, this is yeah. light bulb moment. So stay with me, Cindy. I have yeah. a million more questions. Again, now that we've really okay. defined and made clear what's happening with this executive function wall, I really want to take time to talk about even more solutions. But first, here's tonight's second On the Right Road giveaway for you, teacher friends. And this one is in your honor, Cindy. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 10 of the absolutely awesome ADHD executive function and behavioral challenge in the cl- in challenges in the classroom book that Cindy co-authored. This book is a gem, a, a must-have, a go-to for teachers, parents, anyone who works with kids, and it's a wonderful support regarding everything we've been talking about tonight and so much more. And I'm sneaking in a $75 Amazon gift card drawing to this giveaway, too. So there will be 11 teacher recipients, and each will receive a copy of Cindy's book, uh, which is a treasure of a resource, or the Amazon gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. This giveaway is going to pop up right at 34 after the hour. So right at 34, hit refresh on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. It'll pop right up there for you. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to 
also to include tonight's code words breakthrough as part of your entry comment, even if you included them in tonight's earlier giveaway, okay, because that officially enters you. And this one will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 11 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks and Keys Lexus of Valencia for helping to make this special giveaway possible. So, Cindy, let's look at more solutions for helping our kids break through this wall. You know, it seems like kids having predictable daily routines and boundaries can bring some kind of sense of comfort and normalcy and, and, and be a part of the solution. But in the midst of all the ongoing challenges and changes that schools and teachers and educators are still needing to navigate through and deal with as we're still in the middle of the pandemic and that will realistically probably continue at some levels through next school year and maybe even beyond, how, this is a big question, Cindy, how can educators and parents really establish daily routines with so much topsy-turvy as a normal part of education right now? Well, let's see. A few things. Um, one is try to have the same wake-up time every day, even okay. if, you know, their class is starting later or whatever else. You want that routine. But one of the things I've done with a lot of parents and educators is, is talk about this idea of a morning meeting or an afternoon meeting. This goes okay. on in classrooms all the time, right, especially in the younger years where there's the, the morning meeting where the teacher will talk about, you know, what's going to happen in the day ahead. I encourage families to do this. Oh. Um, and really, you know, give the kids a turn in even running the family meeting. And during this family meeting, you can talk about, you know, what are some common breaks we can all have to break some of that social isolation so that each of the kids and maybe the parents can, when they can, all have a common break. Um, yes. Have systems to acknowledge one another's needs. Let's say you know that today, you know, or, or Johnny knows he has a big test. Maybe he wants a little encouragement. Maybe he wants to make sure that everyone knows, hey, leave me alone during this time. Yeah. Right? Um, in, in terms of doing their work, I've encouraged um, kids, and, and I hope that they stay with this, um, and parents, have a, even just an index card on your ta- on your desk that has red on one green and green on, uh, red on one side and green on the other. And the red means, hey, do not disturb. And the green means, it's okay, you can disturb me. But I always tell them, you gotta make sure the kids know it can't just be red all day, right? Right. And parents can't either. But the reason this is so valuable is I want kids to have intention. It's always very important, the self-talk, the intention. Oh, this is a time I need to concentrate more. I'm going to put the red on. Or this is a time where, yeah, if it's okay, people can, you know, break in a little bit. So that's very, very important. And then just two more things if I can mention. Yes. One is in that morning meeting, talk about what support you need for that day. Hey, like I said, maybe you have a big test coming up. Maybe the parent has a big meeting, you know, because a lot of parents, of course, are working from home. So they have their times where they can, you know, might be less available or more available. So share those things. Um, Post the important times for quiet, right? And then the last thing in this meeting is talk about where do you want to do your work today? Where do you want you? Because not everyone lives in a nice big house with lots of different rooms and space, right? Right. But for certain subjects, people need, you know, more quiet than for others. So 
let's coordinate all of that. So put all this in the routine. Have a nice schedule, morning meeting, what are everyone's needs? And if you can, one more thing, throw in a statement of gratitude. Because oh, I love remember that. Remember that response, right? That, that stress response. Everyone just talk about what's one thing that they're grateful for today. And just the meeting can be five minutes. It doesn't have to be very long. But well, and I really love helpful. Yes, and I love the idea. I know that, like you said, teachers do that too. I love this idea during the pandemic to make that meeting a priority, even because it can add the normalcy, even in the midst of absolute crazy, abnormal life right mm-hmm. now. And the other thing that, as you were talking, Cindy, so much, so many things were popping into my brain. That red green card. I think this could be a tremendous help for teachers in the classroom like you could use it if a kid is feeling okay or if they're not feeling okay and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. if you you know whether it be stressed or upset or 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 nervous or I don't understand what's going on so all of a sudden if you see you know 75 percent red cards you know okay we got to stop we got to take one of those breaks and like you said before, just take a minute to do a breathing activity. And teachers, you know, some people might think, well, this is taking too much time, what I need to get through. But that is going to make everything else that much more productive. Oh, my, Cindy, you are just hitting so many amazingly positive buttons here. Now, now I, I want, I've got so many more questions. One thing that really struck me in speaking with parent friends recently was the importance of building up confidence in their kids regarding all of this. Like we talked about a little earlier, parents and educators are so beyond frustrating with everything, too. So, fuses are understandably short. So, what are some go-to mm-hmm. tools that can be helpful right now in terms of confidence building so they don't feel like, you know, kids don't feel like they're alone or something's wrong with them if they're experiencing these executive function challenges? Yeah, well, um, a few things. First of all, Let's really talk to the kids about all of this. We need yes. to name the elephant in the room. Yes. You know, we need to acknowledge what's been going on. So I would have some directed questions about, you know, what, and, and you could do these things secretly, meaning have the kids all write it down, um, or <laughs> obviously you're not in the classroom, but send it to you. Um, but privately, it doesn't have to be an out loud discussion all the time. What has been working for you? What hasn't been working for you? Right. Um, show the t- kids what the executive, you know, you know, in my book, you know that I have that chart, executive right. function skills, right? I would print that out um, and, and show that to all the kids. These are your executive functions. If you are struggling in any of these areas, let's get that manager, because remember you were saying, it's the CEO of the brain. Let's right. get that manager some training. Right, so it doesn't have to be this deficit model. Instead, it's like, hey, you're having trouble with the organization. Let's come up with some organization ideas. But help the kids realize there is not one best way. It is yes. about finding your best way. I could teach you my best way of organizing. I could show you my agenda book and how I do it, things and everything else. But that's not your best way. So I want them to feel free to experiment. And if they're feeling like, oh, nothing's working, I, I just, I'm not good at this, then say, okay, well, maybe we just haven't found the right way. Yes. And then two other things I'll mention with this, we want them to feel in control of their time. So we want to teach them things like, are you familiar with the Pomodoro technique? No, I'm That's not. That's something that I mentioned in my book. 
I'll give you the very basics on it. If anyone's out there and wants more detail, um, just in the interest of time, you can email me or, you know, it's also in my book. Pomodoro technique is a wonderful way of prioritizing and managing your time so that you think of a Pomodoro as a unit in time. Um, the reason it's called the Pomodoro technique is because the person who invented it had a, a kitchen timer in the shape of a tomato. So tomato, Pomodoro, that's why it's that. <laughs> but you want to figure out, right? Um, so maybe when I'm doing math, 15 minutes is my max, right? So I'm going to break my homework into 15-minute units knowing that I want to break in the middle, right? I love this, so yes. I'm going to, and I'm going to take a five-minute break. I'm not going to just say I'll take a break until I feel like I want to get back because you know they're not going to feel like they want to get back to it. And then, so they have some techniques. When you start to have some of these techniques, your confidence can build because you don't feel as out of control. Absolutely. This is, this is so, awesome. It make, it's empowering yeah. to kids. And I think, yeah. I think us as adults, uh, visiting that for each of our lives too, what, what really works for time. Teachers, you know, what really works. Um, I, I love this so much. I, and I, again, I can't emphasize enough that I feel like what we're talking about here is a key to moving forward in a positive light within our whole educational mm-hmm. system right now. So, Cindy, what if, you know, parents or teachers or school districts need outside help in dealing with this whole issue? I, I feel like you should be, you should go, work with every single district in our country. I mean, how can they connect with you to purchase your books and to sign up for your workshops? I know you do webinars and PD programs. And how do they connect with you with everything you have to offer? Well, I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, I've gotten to a lot of schools, but I, the more the merrier because it, it's just <laughs> so simple and it really works. Okay, so here's the first thing. My website is PTS Coaching, and I just want to say it stands for Pathways to Success because, again, if you saw me, you would see it. it we're not on, like you say, the right road. The right road for these kids is all over the place. That's why yes. I say there's multiple pathways to success for these kids. I love you it. You can always email me. I try as best I can to answer your emails within 24 or 48 hours. My email is cindy at PTS Coaching. But if you look on my website, you will see there's different categories for support for teachers, parents, and students. For the teachers, you'll see the professional development that I do in school districts. I am working on, just want to announce this, I am going to be doing my full teacher, full-day teacher training. I'm working on getting it so that teachers can get CEUs and I can just teach it myself, you know, from, from home and you'll be able to sign up. So that's something you can look for in a few months. Awesome. But, um, for the parents, I have my Calm and Connected Workshop Series. It's a seven-session workshop series. You can take just session one and then decide if you want the rest. But session one is essential. It's, yes. It's exactly what we're talking about, but for the parents. What is the social-emotional impact of ADHD and executive function on learning, motivation, stress, and honestly, Paula, the whole family system. So that's a workshop they can take. They can do it live with me. I do it. I and my coaches do this live and interactive so they can ask their questions. I have it as a recorded e-course. Of course, you know, my two books. And finally, I do need more parent coaches out there in the world. So I train professionals to become parent coaches. So all your teachers out there, if you feel like 
I'm close to retirement. I want to work. And now I want to work with the parents. This is a great avenue for you to really oh. get trained to work with the parents. This is, uh, oh my goodness. I'm, I, I, again, I can't say enough. I just feel like every school, every district in the country should connect with you, Cindy. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your knowledge and being here with us. You are just such an incredible blessing, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And you guys, again, check out her website. It really has all the information that you'll need to get in touch with her or purchase her books. It's P as in Paula, T as in Tom, S as in Sam, coaching, ptscoaching.com. Um, I just hope a million of you will go there um, immediately after this show because it's such a blessing. And like I always want to make sure to make time for, I always like to thank our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, SeatSack, the Lithia and DCH auto dealerships and their support companies, including DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks and Keys Lexus of Valencia, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. You guys, reminder to mark your calendars for Sunday, May 2nd. That's our next live on the Right Road show date, and it's going to be our awesomely amazing annual teacher appreciation episode. You can imagine the giving and fun we'll have there, so spread the word about that May 2nd, 2021 show. And as I always like to do, you guys, I have a few nuggets to share from my heart that you can take with you into the week and the rest of the school year relating to everything that we shared tonight. Um, One, I think a key to helping our kids, um, to helping with what our kids are going through right now in terms of this hitting a wall is to make sure they're not feeling alone, or I don't like to use this word, but make sure they're not feeling stupid if they're having these kind of executive function challenges we've been sharing about tonight. It's so important for kids to find their groove. Like Cindy mentioned, including the time of day and the amount of time that works best for them to do things. Um, Just one example that I experienced this past week was that, as usual, I had a very busy week, and one particular day that was um, set for one of my radio show prep days, I knew that I wouldn't have my usual full block of time for the prep, so I decided to get up super early, like before the sun came up, and lo and behold, during that quiet hour or so with no distractions, I accomplished what I needed to that day, not only for this radio show, but also for other big tasks on that today's to-do list. I felt so good and so happy and accomplished by 7 a.m. because I felt like I moved mountains and accomplished something mighty in only an hour and a half before my husband and son even woke up for the day. It was something. And it became an aha moment relating to all we've been talking about tonight because my brain felt so focused and clear and able to plow through anything or break through any wall. It was such a confirmation of each person, like Cindy mentioned, needing to find what and how and how much time and if that time should be quiet solitude, what works for them. So if your kids or your students are not in any kind of groove, instead of getting frustrated or yelling at them because they're so unfocused or unproductive, that time, instead of our spending it being frustrated can be much better spent helping them find their time groove, so to speak. Um, I know Cindy touched upon that, but I wanted to share it again because I just feel so strongly about that. Uh, My second nugget 
Here's a new perspective regarding hitting a wall, you guys. I love how things tend to come to us just at the right time when we're open to them. Just a couple of days ago, as I was preparing for tonight's show, I saw this on Facebook. It was a graphic that shared this, and I'm going to quote what it said. It said, I told my friend that I'm emotionally hitting a wall, and she said, Sometimes walls are there so we can lean on them and rest. Oh my gosh, I'm going to say that again. Sometimes walls are there so we can lean on them and rest. What a great perspective. I mean, instead of looking at every wall as only a bad thing, some walls might be there to actually provide a respite, a moment to lean and rest. I had to share that. Uh, Because I just feel like it's absolutely profound and beautiful and so perfect for tonight for this show. And my third nugget, I really, really encourage school districts and schools to really think about everything we've shared here tonight and looking at and thinking about making decisions regarding our kids and education. Understanding the executive function aspect of our brains is so enlightening and it can lead to real solutions in addressing how we look at the end of this school year, how we look at next school year, and any school year. So I think sharing this information that we've brought to light together here this evening is really important. As always, I'll post the link to this show on our Right Road Kids page about a half hour after we wrap up here with a live broadcast. So feel free. I hope that you'll download it and pass it along to your admins and your district and your teaching team. I just, I feel like it's what what Cindy shared, what we shared together is a blessing beyond measure. So I hope that you'll do that, you guys. And as always, I just hope every second of this hour has been a tremendous blessing for you. Speaking of blessings, I have two more Two awesome On the Right Road giveaways for you this evening, one right now, and the bonus one is also coming up for you if you listen all the way to the end. Remember, you guys, to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. And if you're a recipient, please make sure to read the whole announcement post so you know how to uh, respond to receive your gift, especially since we have to stay in home mailing mode right now through this school year, okay? So this Facebook giveaway number three tonight, of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 18 super special positive message card and bookmark sets. Each pack is different. You'll see some of the options in the giveaway picture, but each one is one that I personally selected. It's one of my absolute favorites for sharing special boosts of positivity in students' lives. And I'm sneaking a $100 Amazon gift card card drawing into this giveaway, too. So there will be 19 educator recipients, and each will receive one of the wonderful positive message card or bookmark gift packs or the Amazon gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Let's see. It's This one's going to pop up at 55 after the hour. Okay, so right at 55, just refresh. It'll pop right up there. Just follow the simple entry guidelines. But remember to also include tonight's code words breakthrough 
as part of your entry comment. I know it's later in the show, but don't forget to do that, even if you included them in tonight's other giveaway entries, okay? Because those code words officially enter you, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 19 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks, as always, to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this special, very special giveaway possible. And once again, tons of thanks to Cindy Goldrich for being my extraordinary guest here on The Right Road tonight. Thank you to Marcy for her always wonderful behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my terrific engineer, Aaron. I love you, Aaron, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And if you missed... uh, Oh, I almost forgot the bonus giveaway, you guys. If you listened all the way to the end here, here's the bonus gift opportunity. I have eight cartons of post-it easel pads to give. They are the wonderful, large size, approximately 25 by 30 inch self-stick easel pads. Some cartons are white, some are yellow. Each carton comes with two or three, depending on the style, of the teacher's dream jumbo easel pads. And each carton is valued at $80 to $97, again, depending on the specific style, plus I'm going to add two $25 Amazon gift card drawings to this bonus giveaway. So if you're listening now, just email me at, this is one of my email giveaways, email me at my usual Hey Paula, that's H-E-Y Paula, at rightroadkids.org, R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot O-R-G. Put the phrase, I'm breaking through in the subject line and include your school, city, and state in the body of the email. And if you do that, you'll be entered to receive one of the eight posted easel pad cartons or one of the two $25 Amazon gift cards. Again, for this giveaway, just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Put the phrase, I'm breaking through, in the subject line and include your school, city, and state in the body of the email so I know you're a teacher. And if you do that or an educator, you'll be entered to receive one of the eight posted easel pad cartons or the Amazon gift cards. And as always, you guys, this episode will be available to listen to or download for free after the fact. I'll post the link to it on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour so you can listen to any parts of it you may have missed or if you'd like to download it and save it or share it. I hope you'll share it again with your district and your admins and watch for the click and listen giveaway for this episode coming up at some point in the near future. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giving fun. Remember that the next live on the Right Road show will be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, May 2nd. And in between our live on the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. And as I always like to close with you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, May 2nd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing you and your kids wonderful breakthroughs to live your best life today and every day, you guys. I love and appreciate you all so much. 
Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.